Good morning, everyone. It's good to see you all uh, this morning. If you wouldn't mind uh, grabbing your seats, we're going to get started. It's encouraging to see so many of y'all here this morning. Uh, we're going to be talking about a topic that is uh, pervasive. Uh, let me do this real quick. Um, if you have ever experienced anxiety or have had someone close to you that has experienced anxiety, like pretty significant anxiety, please raise your hand for me. Okay, that's all of you. So anxiety is a universal human experience. We all know that, that feeling of being afraid. So we're going to talk about that this morning. And by the grace of God, God cares about the anxiety and the fear that you all experience. God speaks to these things. He does care. So this morning, I'm excited to be joined by uh, Wes and Jacqueline Tubel. Uh, they are counselors uh, at Hope uh, Counseling Services in Chapel Hill. Wes was the director of the School of Biblical Counseling and CCEF, and Jacqueline was a counselor on staff there for many years. Uh, she worked uh, most closely with Ed Welch and Julie Lowe, uh, if those names are familiar. They've been a blessing to me, and I'm excited to present with them about a topic that, that we encounter all the time as we're trying to walk with and help those who are struggling. If you're here this morning and you're saying, hey, I've, I've, I've got a little bit of anxiety coming in, coming in this morning, um, you're, you're in good company. I've, I've received many emails this week. I'm anxious about the anxiety seminar, um, <laughs> which was not the goal, but uh, that's okay. We'll be talking about that together. Uh, but there are many of you. You saw all those hands raised. You, you aren't alone. So let me pray for us as we begin to jump into our time together this morning. Lord God, we do thank you and praise you. Lord, you are the God of all creation. You are our sovereign Lord. But you care about our fears, our concerns, Lord. You care about us. We thank you, God. Help us to dwell upon Meditate upon that truth that you are great, yet you care about us, Lord. You keep count of our tossings. And we thank you, God. We thank you that you give us hope. Remind us of these truths this morning. We thank you for our time together, and we pray this in the name of Christ. Amen. So I wanted to orient us for just a few minutes and talk about, uh, is anxiety in your Bible and I'm stealing that from an article that David Paulson wrote talking about like the Adonis complex, the mu muscular dys uh, dysphoria, um, that you, you, anxiety is something that we're familiar with the experiences of panic and of these extreme anxieties. And we're like, where is that in scripture? Does God really speak to these things? And in our culture, we're actually in a day and time where anxiety is on the rise. In fact, anxiety disorders are on the rise. So an anxiety disorder is something that has, has impacted your life severely. You're losing hours a day because you, you're, you're stuck in your own thoughts. You, you can't get out of bed because you're so anxious about what's coming next. Estimates from... Uh, on, about anxiety disorders, there's somewhere between 25 and 29% of people will suffer with a significant anxiety disorder at some point in their lives. 25 to 29%, that's, that's one in every three of us, will be gripped by anxiety. And anxiety is, it's, it's something that we don't want. It's different than, than other areas of sin in our lives, but anxiety is so prevalent in our society. Can you guys help me? I, 
what are some synonyms that we might see for anxiety? What are other ways of describing anxiety? You guys got to be real loud, though. Worry. Worry, that's good. What else? Fear. Fear, yep. Panic. Ooh, irritability, that's a good one. What else? Stress, Stress that's a good one. Yeah, th- those, did I hear depression? Anxiety and depression, there's, our unbelieving friends have studied these, these, the links between anxiety and depression. There's something very closely located. They think that physiologically there's something going on very similar between anxiety and depression. When we have these feelings of anxiety, when we are gripped by fear, when we are overcome by panic, there are some ways that we often respond. Um, our unbelieving friends have kind of broken these down into two categories. Um, one would be avoidance, and another would be control. When you're anxious, you try to control all the aspects of your life so that thing won't happen to you ever again. But then there's also the avoidance piece, which you might be familiar with this. Um, I, I'm afraid of needles. And here's what, here's what you don't do. If you try to avoid needles at, at all costs, you stop going to the doctor when you're like 16, and you never go back. Um, at some point, you're going to encounter a needle. Uh, the, the, I had to have surgery, and uh, they were doing a blood draw for, for the surgery, and I hadn't seen a needle in probably five years. And <laughs> when they tried to take my blood, uh, I, I started to, to get a little lightheaded and turn green, and I, I kind of passed out um, in this doctor's office. Uh, so avoidance is, is not maybe the greatest strategy. Control, ultimately, we are not God. We can't control everything. So there are these big categories, but what are some other ways that you guys have seen yourself or others try to manage your anxiety? I, m- I might try to avoid those, those experiences. I might try to control them. But give me more, something more concrete. What does that look like for you guys in the midst of the struggle with fear and anxiety? Watch TV. So like escape, just try to, it's a different kind of avoidance, but you're, you're turning away from that scary thing and you're doing something that's pleasurable. Maybe it's not just watching TV. Maybe it's getting that third or fourth drink. Maybe it's other things that are hedonistic, that are pleasurable to us, that will distract us from those fears. What are some other ways that we try to deal with our anxiety, maybe in sinful ways? Refuse to communicate. To communicate. Ooh, Good. So we stoically, we try to not tell anyone that I'm anxious. I'm, I'm not going to worry about this. I'm going I'm to John Wayne this thing. No one will even know that I'm anxious. What else? Yeah, so you withdraw, you isolate. That's good. Turn to food. That would be another uh, one of those kind of escapes, one of those pleasures that, that distracts us, that I've had a bad day. I'm going to go grab, grab that extra cookie. Yeah, shopping would be a good one. That, that really is a thing, though. Compulsive shopping is, is a way that we try to cope with anxiety. But let me tell you, there are better ways. Um, <laughs> uh, and I did hear sleep is one of them. Um, interestingly, uh, anxiety, people that struggle with anxiety, um, and we'll even see it in one of the passages that we talk about today, you're, you're tired and you want to sleep, but you can't. It's very typical of those who are gripped by anxiety. Anything else? Anything else you want to add? Control. control. Give me like an example of that. What would it? If I, if I can't control stuff at work, I'll come home and run everything exactly where and when and how I want. Yeah. Control what I can. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, I think trying to, to white knuckle it, 
that I'm just going to head down, power through, kind of connected to that stoicism idea, but instead of not being emotional, it's, it's I'm just going to keep powering through. That's another good one. In our church, in the body of Christ, I, I see anxiety not just manifesting in I'm, I'm afraid today, but maybe more concretely, you might struggle with perfectionism. You might fear social interactions, be afraid that people don't like you. You're afraid that you'll be embarrassed. You might be afraid of the future. If you struggle with anxiety significantly, you may struggle with discontentment. For some of you, you have those ruminating thoughts, those, those thoughts that get stuck in your head and you're left uh, staying up at night, thinking about the same thing for an hour, wishing that you could just be asleep. Sometimes even those, those thoughts don't, don't even make sense. Your, the, the thoughts that get stuck might be totally off the wall. Doesn't even make sense. Where did that come from? But that's the experience that we have. Scripture speaks about these things, but maybe not in the way that we would expect. You won't find uh, the term panic attack in your Bibles. Does anyone know? Do you, will, have you ever seen the word anxiety in your Bibles? Anxious, yeah. So anxious, anxiety, that does appear over 40 times in Scripture. We, God's word talks about anxiety and anxiousness. But if we take some of those synonyms that we talked about earlier, let's say fear and worry, we're talking over 400 times. This topic comes up in scripture. God's word does speak to this. He does care about these things. Oftentimes in scripture, we read that God is our refuge. He is our strength. He is our safety. We need these truths from God's word to remind us, to help us. So this morning, that's what we're going to be talking about. And before, uh, I invite Wes to come up and, and give us some additional instruction on kind of what is, how do we walk through this experience of anxiety? I want to read a quote for you. It's not on your sheet, but anxiety wants to be God, but lacks God's wisdom, power, or knowledge. A godlike stance without godlike character and ability is pure tension. My friends, if that is your experience, I, you are not alone, there, but there is hope for us. God cares about these things. God does help us in our time of need. Let me pray for us, and then I'll invite Wes to come up.